No one likes to feel stuck, especially by your cloud. But the IBM cloud is the most open and secure public cloud for business. It can manage all your apps and data anywhere. Smart loves problems. IBM, let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash flexible. This is The Sporting Life on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here's Jeremy Schapp. In the 1960s and 1970s, a man named Bob Larson revolutionized running in the United States, yet his name remains mostly unknown except to aficionados. That is about to change thanks to a new book by Matt Futterman. It's titled Running to the Edge, a band of misfits and the guru who unlocked the secrets of speed. Bob Larson is the guru. Matthew Futterman, who is the deputy sports editor of the New York Times, is the author. And Mr. Futterman joins us now. Matt, you're a runner in this book, Running to the Edge. It's about Bob Larson. It's about uh, the revolutionary changes in American running over the last half century. Uh, it's also a personal book, though. Um, because you are a runner, you've run in the Boston Marathon. I think your your personal best is what? Are we down to a three fifteen now, Matt? Down to a three fifteen. Yes. Congratulations. I hate you. Um, <laughs> uh, why did you want to write this book, Matt? Uh, I wanted to write a running book for a long time um, because it's sort of the the lens through which I sort of see the world and approach my life. It's a, it's it's like been a big part of my life for about. 35 years. I I like to say I don't really remember myself before I ran, uh, and it's kind of true. Um, I really don't remember like not running most days, uh, and so. But I was always looking around for this the story that would capture the emotions that I felt and would get at the question that has sort of been batting around my head for the last 10 years, which is why do we run? Uh, what is it we're doing out there? Because it's kind of a cerebral thing. It's a very elemental activity, and it just sort of has captured so many people. It certainly captured me. And I knew Bob through his coaching of Meb Kifleski, but I had no idea what his backstory was and what his origin story was. And I had no idea that he was really the only, he's really the only figure that was there at the birth of the running boom and was one of the first people to be in this country trying to figure out how, how we run far fast. And then he was the guy in the 2000s when American long distance running had just completely gone to hell to bring it back and resuscitate it and say, no, it, it, the East Africans, there's nothing biologically different than them, than us that, that they have. They're just working harder and they're doing it at altitude and they're doing the hard work. And uh, he's the guy who was responsible for that. So it was just uh, kind of an amazing sort of story about the you know, rise, fall, and re-rise of American long-distance running and the idea that he had come up with his theories with these hippie runners in 60s and 70s San Diego named the Hummel Toads uh, was just sort of everything I was looking for. We're speaking with Matthew Futterman. He's the deputy sports editor of the New York Times. He used to write for the Wall Street Journal. His new book is Running to the Edge, a fascinating story uh, about American running over more than the last half century since, I guess, uh, Bob Larson got to San Diego in the 50s, moving there from Minnesota. He'd been a Minnesota farm boy, uh, gets to San Diego as a kid, as you write in the book, and his talent is immediately recognized, and he goes on from there 
to develop a culture of running in this in this country that had never previously existed. And one of the interesting things I know you you know there are many interesting things here that you point out in the book is that he came to understand what made those great runners from East Africa, those great distance runners from Kenya and from Ethiopia and from Tanzania, as great as they were before there was an understanding in those places about what made them excellent. How, how did he, how did he develop his theories about what makes excellence in distance running? Well, one of the great coincidences of, coincidences of his life is that he's a really good runner and he's at San Diego State and he is running, he's one of the few people that's actually running on the roads in the summers in the 1960, in, you know, this late 50s and early 1960s. You just didn't see that. Uh, it just wasn't happening. And he's studying physical education and kinesiology, and he is, uh, he falls under the sway of a professor named Fred Cash, who is doing some of the first studies in this country about um, cardiology and human performance and and the heart as a muscle. It was thought back then, which is, this is kind of a completely crazy thought, because the modern world had really sort of been invented by then. But in terms of uh, cardiovascular knowledge, it was thought that if you were to strain your heart after the age of about 35, that was to risk a catastrophic cardiac event. And, I mean, it's just completely ridiculous when we think about the world today. And Fred Cash was one of the first people to say, no, the heart is a muscle like any other, and if you train it, if you work it, it will get stronger. And Bob starts working with him, and he thinks he has his sort of aha moment, which is, wait a minute, that's what I'm feeling when I go running on the roads. And when I go for these five and six and eight mile runs, I feel like I'm getting stronger. And he's working with him. And what he does through that work and through that research is he kind of comes up with a third way because there were two schools of training back then. One was Lydiard, who uh, is, an, is the Kiwi, uh, who sort of invented the idea of jogging, who was very big on volume, and his whole thought was train, don't strain. And then there were the crazy interval guys, the Eastern Europeans, like Emil Zatopek, who would run uh, you know, uh, 60 quarter miles in 65 seconds or less, just over and over again. In his army boots, they used to say. Was that true? Yeah, I don't know if the army boots was true, but they would do – I mean, they just – They said it, though. They, they were good public relations men back in those days. Yes, good good PR. So they would do these crazy things. And Bob Larson's idea was, you know, the long runs don't have to be short. So, uh, so they don't have to be so slow. And the intervals don't have to be so short. So he basically invented what we now call the tempo run, which is just going really hard, going to your edge, going to your threshold, and learning how to stay there and learning how to be comfortable with discomfort for a long period of time. And that's essentially what the East Africans were doing in the 90s when America was worried about, uh uh-oh, don't overtrain, you're going to end up like Alberto Salazar did uh, when he sort of ran into a wall in the early 1980s after having the brilliant, um, the brilliant beginning of his career. And that's where the sort of revelation was, that it's not, about, it's not about taking it easy on your body. It's about learning to push your body 
as hard as it can go for as long as it can go, and then doing it again and doing with doing it with a group. Really important to train with a group, and that's what these Hummel Toads did, these hippie runners did in the 60s and 70s, were his lab rats, and that's what he did in the 2000s when he wanted to create make Meb Kiflowski and Dina Castor and people like that compete with the best in the world. He formed this little group called the Mammoth Track Club, and in 2004, they took two of the six marathon medals at the Olympics. Yes, silver in the men's, bronze in the women's. We're speaking with Matthew Futterman about his new book, Running to the Edge, A Band of Misfits and the Guru Who Unlocked the Secrets of Speed. And ultimately, for you, there's something um, spiritual about running. There's something... um, uh, that connects you uh, to um, a place of calm and serenity uh, by running, and that's an experience many people who run have. In terms of the actual impact on the body, though, the long-term health, you know, is running a marathon uh, something that you think is good for you? I can tell you that I'm going to answer that question in a couple ways. People always say, oh, you run all the time. You, you must be destroying your knees. I mean, the, facts, the fact is the studies show that distance runners have a lower incidence of surgery on their major joints than people who don't run. Now, that doesn't mean necessarily that running is preventing these people from having, uh, you know, really bad, having to need knee replacements and hip replacements and things like that. Because if you are running, you're probably not carrying around as much weight. You're putting different kinds of strain. You're an active person. So you're maybe leading a healthier lifestyle. But, you know, that is a simple fact that if you and it's, and it's done by, you know, one of the one of the great um, doctors at Stanford University uh, who himself was a runner. And he got sick and tired of people telling him, uh, you know, that he was going to destroy his body by running. So there's that there's that fact that the studies prove that. The other thing is um, I, I like to quote my friend Ambie Burfoot, who uh, is the 1968 Boston Marathon champion and was longtime editor of Runner's World. And Ambie says, you know, I don't really run to add years to my life. I do it to add life to my years. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know whether my life's going to get longer if, uh, by running, but I know it is richer. And uh, I wouldn't trade that. I wouldn't trade that. I wouldn't trade that moment where you're standing on the starting line of a of a of a big marathon with fifty thousand other people, and you feel like you're you feel like you're part of something so much larger than yourself. I, I don't think I would trade that for just about anything in the world. It's a personal story. It's about a spiritual journey. It is also a history of distance running in the U.S. over the last half century. Uh, and it is the story of Bob Larson and his impact on American sports in that time as well. Terrific new book from Matthew Futterman, Running to the Edge, A Band of Misfits and the Guru Who Unlocked the Secrets of Speed. Matt, I wish we had more time to continue this conversation. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm Jeremy Schapp. And you can listen to new editions of The Sporting Life every Saturday and Sunday morning on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app beginning at 6 a.m. Eastern Time.